Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure nigga fill it in the mix. Finally stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls of life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days put the sunshine in it. Good news. I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art the shocker. With it. Keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes sir You're now tuned into The Fix Your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry I go by the name of DJ Focus Squad in here with me What's good, Suave? What's good, sir? Oh man, I can't complain, man. All is well, man. Once again, you're tuned into the fix, and of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And uh, we got another hot show again for y'all today. Uh, y'all definitely want to keep it locked. Um, we got a great interview I know coming up, man, with the the soulful, um, uh, um, sultrous, uh, urban gospel, a uh, little hip hop flavor, Adia. Uh, she's a singer, songwriter, um, manager. Uh, she got a lot going on, but she's been doing a lot of good work um, within the kingdom. Um, also, just singing everywhere, man. Definitely want to chat with her, um, talk about her dub or a dub award experience with Pastor Mike Jr. Um, definitely want to talk about her latest project out. Um, talk our faith story. Yeah, you know, and a lot of a lot more stuff. So you definitely want to keep it locked for that. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on, man. We're definitely saddened to um um announce um the passing of um rance allen bishop rance bishop allen. bishop rance allen he has been one of the man one of the legends within not only gospel music but just within the faith and within um gospel man for man what 40 years is that is that is that too is that long enough uh 30 music years music wise uh him and his brother the, uh, the allen group uh, wasn't that the early, wasn't that the early seventies? Yes, <laughs> I, that's why I said I said. Yeah, that's why I was like him and his brother. Like, but he he became um, he started doing he became a minister somewhere in the eighties. Okay, uh, yeah, in the eighties, July eighty five is when he took over the church that he was presiding in up until his death. Gotcha. When he became bishop and everything, uh, he became Kojic bishop. Of the Midwestern region, mm -hmm. uh, and that was, I want to say, early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. So, yeah, he's been in been in the game for a long time. Very long time. Very long time. I think um, you can remember that because it was '70s. So, we, yeah. Yeah, and we'll definitely give you more uh, updates on um, um, his passing. Um, do they have any um, information out on you know? 
how we passed and was it just um do they have any information out there yet no i don't say how we passed okay uh, not not yet so mm-hmm. we'll just keep you guys updated on that one and this is just fresh happening what late, late this morning last night yeah i want to say this morning it was posted that he passed this morning okay um mm-hmm. so it could have been like early hours in the morning you know mm-hmm. but it was the 31st so. yeah so definitely uh, we're praying for the Allen family. Uh, let's, let's, thanks, let's continue to pray for that family and uh, for the ones who are connected in some form or fashion. Just, you know, not only pray, but make sure, you know, we definitely honor um, um, Bishop um, in the way you need to honor him, you know, give the, the family some time to, you know, grieve. And for the ones who are really, really close, you know, uh, make sure y'all are there to comfort them. Um, also, too, um, 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 we, we, we found Sean out too, Connor. Well, Sean Connery, right? Yes, sir. Orig- Sean Connery, the original. 007. Yes, sir. So, so let me let me just share, man. Listen, I grew up on James Bond films. The Scottish Bulldog. Yeah, I, I grew up on James Bond's film, man. I, I mean, I and I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I was a little bit jealous because I'm be honest with y'all, I always wanted to see a black version of the James Bond. <laughs> I would be, I would keep it one hundred. I still do. <laughs> Do you think, I don't know, do you think, I don't know, especially with him passing now, do you think it would be a good thing to do? Well, remember, he's not James Bond anymore, hasn't been James Bond in some years. True. So, But everybody remembers him as the original, though, man. Yeah, but to add a black James Bond, because remember, if you add it, just that 007, he don't even got to be 007. He could be 006, 008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But a, a black version, like, have our representation like instead of us being the bad guy right the villain oh, all yeah. the time yeah that would be dope be the, be the guy to save the day for a change yeah that'd be dope yeah definitely be hope dope we yeah, definitely shout out for Idris Elba to do it yeah <laughs> it'd be dope man got the accent too as well yeah. you know what I'm saying where he could cross cross already that. dress fly so it's really nothing you just like hey be yourself yeah Shouts out to Idris Abel if you're listening to us, man. <laughs> Preferably, uh, you know, somebody's talking to you about that role, man. I think it would be super dope. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. What else we got? What we got going on in uh, CHH news, uh, Swaf? Oh, man, in CHH news, let's just, let's just say it's some major issues between John Gibbs and Ruslan from mm-hmm. King, King's Dream Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So a few days ago, uh, John Gibbs made a long post uh on IG about a nameless person who he alleged wronged him in the business uh, concerning contracts and his future signers were Interscope. But then when we put two and two together, a lot of people came up was like, yo, he talking about Ruslan and King Dream Entertainment. So Ruslan responded with a video with receipts. He showed documents and everything like, yo, all the money that you say you didn't get, you got. Everything you say that you didn't know, you knew, you signed for it. Like, and he should like he showed the whole document. I mean, everything. And then, and then John Gibbs responded back with a video like, you know what? I there was some ignorance. Like y'all did wrong me, but there was some ignorance on my part because I like I didn't read all the paperwork like I should have been. But he still don't had no animosity about what happened. He don't hold back no regrets. Like I said what I said, y'all wronged me in such a way so so i wonder if that was um one of the i know he came vocal um when he first um decided to go mainstream and said he was no longer doing chh that he just signed the deal with interscope 
um, and just said that he had got, he, he, in so many words, he was saying he was tired of kind of like the scrutiny um, within um, the, the CHH ram with them going on tours and going to concerts. I know he's always been very vocal and kind of uh, public about him struggling with smoking cigarettes. And, you know, they do different events at different churches and he would be, you know, sometimes, you know, still smoking cigarettes, you know, outside of the venue and he would catch a lot of backlash. So I know, I think, you know, I know he has said that, you know, he just got tired of, you know, he kind of felt like, uh, you know, believers being hypocrites saying, you know, just because you see me smoking don't mean you're not sinning and you're not struggling with something. And he just felt like, you know, he wasn't feeling the love. But this right here has me wondering, OK, it was was that only the only reason you left or was there some serious issues that kind of broke up the group Dream Junkies as we know it? Because, you know, the, the, they were a collective. Um, John Gibbs, Bruce Line and also Belief made up Dream Junkies for a long time. And they, you know, they were still making great music like um their last um project they did together good religion man bangers on that man and you know that that project dropped and then it was like a few months later after that project dropped john said you know that was it he you know he's going mainstream he's leaving the group so man i hope they just work everything out man i i hate to see um believers arguing on social media um we talk about this a lot here on the show um i think it doesn't set up it does not show a good representation of Christ at times. So I, I just hope that, you know, we, we've talked about Kirk Franklin and certain Baptists kind of, you know, going at each other and, you know, how it just kind of, you know, it just kind of tears the kingdom down. So I just would hope that they could have these conversations, you know, and, and, and do things a little bit better than just doing whatever, you know, the world system is where it just, you know, you just go on the Twitter a Twitter rant or, you know, so Instagram uh, rant and just, you know, tear each other's down and stop, you know, meeting each other halfway and saying, you know, all right, we can yeah. agree to disagree and maybe we can work this out somehow, some way. Well, yeah, he, he do say that he don't, there's no ill feeling between him and Ruslan. He just feel like the business were, was done wrong. Mm-hmm. It was basically off him not reading his contract. That's yeah. all it was. He signed a four-year contract to Ruslan that he thought was just management when it technically was management and, King, and signing to King's Dream. I don't but, know why he wouldn't think it wouldn't be though, because yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I don't know. But the crazy part is, is like you was with them for four years. You just now like you was repping King's Dream. Your, your albums was falling on King's Dream, but it wasn't until you were being courted by major labels that you like, yo, like this don't seem right. Yeah, I don't know. Shouts out to you, John Gibbs. If you're listening, we'd love to interview and get your side of the story. We definitely would love to have you on the show and, you know, share with the people, you know, some insight, share some insight from your perspective. So if you're listening, definitely get at us, man. Uh, what else we got? What, what else we got next? Uh, we can talk about, you got some of the, some of the artists, CHH artists or Faith Infused artists who took home some Dove Awards, like Kanye West for the uh, best hip hop uh, record of the uh, recorded song of the year. Oh God! Oh God! Actually, we gonna talk about that later in the show. Oh, okay. I'm just wondering what song it was. <laughs> yeah, okay. so we just gonna talk about that later in the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but we know he won his first one. Okay. Uh, Social Myth, uh, Misfits. They won uh, Hip Hop's album best. of the year. So uh, Social Club got that for the uh, for the album Mood. Was it Mood? We talk about that later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Swan. So yeah, we are gonna talk about that later in the show as well. Uh, and then you got. Uh, new music from them dropping. You know, they just released a new album, Fear by Hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marty's actually working on a project with Dayton. They've been on their social media um, plugging Dayton and Marty 
um, from Social Club. I think they got like a little joint little um, EP or mixtape or something coming out. So yeah, look out for oh, that wow. too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dayton's been posting it. So Marty has too as well. So yes, shouts out to Dayton and Marty, man. Definitely oh, wow. love to well, interview, interview y'all together for y'all projects. So we definitely will reach out to you guys. Yeah, so um, uh, DC Talk. Uh, for some of you guys who don't know who DC Talk is, you may want to go look them up. DC Talks, they have a landmark album called Jesus Freaks. Jesus Freak turns 25 years old today. 25 years. 25 years. You, what? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a throwback. That's a throwback for you. 25 years old. So they were out with uh what's them called it? What's the what's the, the first original gospel uh Christian hip hop artist? Oh man, you said his name. Um, he was on Dayton's project. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, Basically, the Godfather of Hip Hop. Uh, yeah, the Godfather of Hip Hop. Yeah. So, well, Godfather of Christian Hip Hop. Right. Uh, he he came out in the '80s, so they came out a little after. So they'd be like the the Beastie Boys of the group. Gotcha. Of, gotcha. of the genre. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But, uh, so, uh, in the in the speaking of speaking of CHH and. Uh, and Beastie Boys of the group. Let's talk about some of the artists who actually has got their music in some areas we never thought we would be in. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, is, it was a kickoff with uh, Christian Gray um, with the NBA playoffs. Then you mm-hmm. got Toby with the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we got NF who actually will have his song uh, placed, his song track, The Search, placed on the as the opening thing for WWE's own Monday Night Raw. Oh that, wow. So he's the intro yeah. track for it. He's the intro track for Monday Night Raw. Now That's mind big. you they had they had bands um like uh 12 Stones and POD uh as well as Toby Mac for their pay-per-view events. Mm-hmm. Now those are pay-per-view events that's that don't they don't air every day, don't air every month. You have to pay to see them and not everybody see them. Mm-hmm. But Monday Night Raw is on. It's every Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch wrestling, you're gonna see Monday Night Raw every day. Do the do the Imagine McMahon, you're hearing that theme song. Do, do, does the McMahon family uh, still own? Um, yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Because it's been a while since I watched. I was just curious to know. Yeah. Yes. I'm wondering if they're believers. I, I haven't nah, done my homework on them. At all. They're not believers know. at all. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have to do some research on that. Because like you said, if, if they've been playing Toby Mac, which we know historically Toby Mac has always put out, you know what I'm saying, uh, gospel, faith-infused music. If they've been playing him, and who else you said already? Uh, 12 Stones and P.O.D. Okay, 12 Okay, okay. Yeah, so like okay. they're, no, they're no strangers to Christian hip-hop or, right. or Christian music, period. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's big. That's big. Um, also, too, Lecrae. Lecrae made one, too, as well, right? Yes, Lecrae actually got a big deal with uh, PS4 and PS5 where he will now be the music feature in the game uh, Mm Spider-Man. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Spider-Man will actually play Lecrae. So kids of all genre, you gotta have some adults playing it too, will actually hear Lecrae. So they hear some faith-infused music going on. Yeah, and Lecrae, he, he's already bridged that cap, man. Ever since he came out with pretty much the, the Church Clothes uh, mixtape installments, um, he's bridged that gap. Um, the last movie I actually saw, um, well, I heard uh, Lecrae's uh, track in was, um, we we know he had a... a Superfly. A, no, not Superfly, even after Superfly, so he did the Superfly. He actually did a song 
on that soundtrack, which is, is which is cold. We play that song all the time. But also in the movie Black and Blue with Tyrese. Yes, Black as the uh, the officer. Yes. The, yes, yes. When that movie first comes on, it has uh, Lecrae's song "Welcome to America." Yeah. So "Welcome to America" uh, is actually is if you listen to the song, you guys, you'll understand why that song was played. Um, and it's played actually twice in the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, me and my wife watched it, and my, my wife, she this was our first time hearing that song. So when it came on, she was like, "Yo, that's dope." But I heard that voice before. So like, mm-hmm. she was like, "Is that Lecrae?" So uh, shout out to Lecrae because we ended up playing that song in our studio <laughs> for her to ride for uh, Sunday class. So yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah, I, I think that song was uh, very dope. And not only that, I think it, it spoke volumes. And it's funny because uh, I want to say what two or three years later. Um, What's McCall it came out with the song? Um, yes, Childish Gambino came out with a song. Yeah, yeah, well, pretty much, pretty much similar. I mean, I know uh, Lecrae's nowhere near on the on, on the level, but yeah, it was it was pretty similar in the content. Uh, you know, outside of uh, the dancing, I ain't gonna lie, the choreography for the dancing for Donald Glover's it was cold. <laughs> yeah, and if you actually if you actually listen to the words of both songs, you'll see that you can actually tell they're from two different times, addressing mm-hmm. two different things. Yep. But it's both talking about America and the discrimination going on, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's definitely right now um, with everything that's going on, man, discrimination, social injustice. Um, I think both of those songs are, you know, definitely needed right now. Um, yeah, something that saddened us, man. Uh, uh, Swab, you put a post out, man. Um, I think it was on your Facebook um, a couple of days ago. It was a major um, bus, um, sex trafficking bus um, in Ohio. Um, yes, in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, talk a little bit more about that, man. Because I, I think it was the, the biggest one in, in ever, like in Ohio, right? Uh, and no, I won't say the biggest one in, in just Ohio. I think it okay. was the big one of the biggest ones in in America. In a Wow. Sorry. Uh, so I will have to pull it up so I can grab that. Give me one second. I'll pull yeah, it up. yeah. Go ahead and pull up that article, man. Um, and 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 then the first thing, um, you know, came to mind um, when Swab sent me that he was like, well, "Why is the media not talking about this?" And that's something that we struggle with here on the Fix, man. Um, a lot yeah, of these. So yeah, it was Ohio. It was Ohio. Yes, sir. So you got the you got the stats now. Yeah. So it was. 45 children and 109 109 survivors in total were rescued from the largest human trafficking sting in Ohio history with 177 people arrested. 177 people arrested? Wow. And this is crazy, man. They don't have any ages, do they? No, sir. Okay. And we talk, they, yeah, we, they don't even have more information on it because it's not being talked about. Like, there's no news story on it. It was just a quick post on the um, on Channel 19 uh, down in Columbus, and that was it. Like, it wasn't no no nothing. It was a quick post, quick little segment story on the news, and then that was it. You want to see nothing about it in the news or any, newspaper or anything? And and I understand we're in the midst of a political race right now, but I still struggle with stories like this. Why this this should be on CNN, Fox News, 
everywhere major because this is a huge, huge problem. And and then, you know, when guys, you know, when, when people start discussing, you know, conspiracy theories, when you talk about Pizzagate, if Pizzagate is really real and other different things, this right here is proof that, you know, come on, man, it got some substance to it, man. And, and, and we don't want to go on that trail because we will we be here all day talking about Pizzagate and everything that we, we keep hearing about allegedly, uh, you know, the Pizzagate uh, ring um, with, uh, you know, underage kids um, being sex trafficked. Um, on a regular basis. We talked about it last week, um, Suave and I, um, about um, the California uh, passing a, a new bill um, to where, uh, four, I believe at least uh, if you're 14 years of age or um, older. Yeah, so basically it, if a minor is within 10 years of basically the person they're having sex with between the ages of, uh, the youngest age is 14, so 14 mm-hmm. and 14 is where it starts. There will not be any, they don't have to register as a sex offender mm-hmm. and it won't go in at, it won't go under statutory rate. Yeah. And, and we're, we're not feeling this at all. Um, definitely. Uh, me personally, um, like I said, no, there, this is no shots to um, the LGBT community. Um, we got none but love for you guys. Um, we don't agree upon, um, you know, the sexual preference, but, it looks like the, the the LGBT community was supporting this majorly because in the the bill details it specifically talked about oral sex and anal sex. So that kind of just threw me off um, from that perspective. Um, but yeah, um, we're definitely going to give you guys more information on that. We definitely um, let you know. And listen, look, we, we got a special guest uh, logging on, so um, we, we'll let uh, let her get situated, Suave. Um, Hi. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, sis? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you I hear can. us? <laughs> hey. <laughs> w- what's going on? Listen, let, let me let me let me give you somewhat of a little intro real quick. Listen, um, <laughs> I, I've been I've been listening to this uh young lady for I would say about five years now. Um what? I think I think the first uh track I heard was a, a track with her and Sean C. Johnson, I think on her first um project. And I was like, wow, you know, just super dope. Um, definitely brings that urban gospel flavor. Um, listen, let's let's welcome the talented songwriter, uh, singer. Uh, she's a manager on the low too as well. She don't even tell nobody, but she's a manager on the low too. <laughs> Adia to the building. What's going on, sis? Hey, what's up? Not oh. too much. I'm excited to be here. We we excited to have you. We are definitely excited to have you. Um, we're gonna hop right into it because we know your time is valuable. You've been doing a lot of stuff, making a lot of a lot of waves. So we we always start off if you can share a little bit of your faith story uh, with the people. Maybe kind of like how you came to Christ. Did you grow up in church, or sure. maybe did you reconnect with Christ? You have to you know share one of those stories where you kind of had to you know straight away a little bit and had to come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, hi, how you doing? We good. Um, thank we good. you for having me today. I'm excited to be here with y'all. Um, my faith story. So, I mean, I grew up in church like a lot of us. Um, you know, I grew up singing and shouting and <laughs> doing all of that. Um, probably after high school was when I was over it for a little while. Um, I think I was one of those kids who was so overly saturated in church that the moment I had the decision whether or not I wanted to go myself, um, I really didn't want to go. I think um, being when I was younger, I saw my parents work in music ministry a lot. And I was seeing a lot of the inner things of what was happening inside the church. And I think that I needed to kind of take a moment to go away, kind of figure out who I was and experience God for myself. 
um, versus just who I knew him to be in church, if that makes sense, you know? Um, I reconnected with Christ in 2012, okay. and I ended up putting out um, my first song, uh, Incomplete. That song was featured on Dietrich Haddon's um, um, soundtrack for A Beautiful Soul. Mm-hmm. And ever since, ever since I gave my life back to Christ, really t- 2011 is when I got baptized again. So I got baptized again in 2011. Um, and that was when I really started making a concerted effort to um, grow my relationship with God um, and how I knew him to be faithful in my own personal life and experiences. And then, of course, my music speaks from those places. Um, and then Dietrich and on and so forth, I just kind of continue to grow today. Oh, that's good. So, 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 talk a little bit about your experience. What was your first experience with working with uh, Patrick Dietrich Hatton? How, how was that experience? Did you just call him Patrick Dietrich Hatton? Pastor, pastor, <laughs> pastor. Forgive me, pastor. <laughs> that's funny. Um, he's amazing. I love Dietrich. Dietrich has always been like a, a big brother to me. Um, I met him through a man named Blaze Crawford. Um, he was working on. Was it the Red Album? He was working on, or was it Church? Um, shoot, I forgot. I think it was the Red Album. Painted all red. Yeah, it was the Red Album. That was when I first met Dietrich. Um, and uh, he's amazing. He's a great person, big brother, always been very um, consistent. Working with him was awesome. Um, Honestly, to this day, I can reach out for advice or, you know, anything like that, and he'll be available. But, um, but yeah, working with Dietrich was amazing. You know, there's a lot of people when you when you first get into the industry and you're meeting people and you're connecting with people um, that you looked up to for so long. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people that will disappoint you, you know, um, just because they're not who maybe you thought that they would be when you meet them. Uh, but Dietrich was one of those people who I think was more than what I expected him to be. And I appreciate that. That's dope. Uh, we Two weeks ago, we actually did an interview with uh, Dietrich Haddon. Hi. So quick question in regards to collaboration. Uh, yeah. Work with Pastor Dietrich Haddon. She just worked with uh, one of our brothers, uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Mike McClure Jr. Yeah. on the Dove Awards. How was that? He's my favorite person. He's literally one of my favorite people in the world. Pastor Mike is, um, he's just himself. <laughs> you know, he's just himself all the time. Um, I love him. He has a heart for people. And uh, he really wants to see the people around him and that are connected to him win. And so um, I'm just glad to be connected. Working with them for the Doves was exciting and nervous because, um, you know, they've all been working together for years. They are family and I am the newbie um, to all of them. And so that was an adjustment because I'm used to being like a veteran. And there being new people added to whatever I'm a part of. So that was different, but they were all very welcoming, kind and loving, humble people. And um, I really enjoyed working with them. And it just went by way too fast. It's funny because I was telling him, I called him the other day, just talking about the doves. And I was telling him, um, dude, isn't it crazy how much preparation we have to do for three or four minutes and then boom, it's just over. 
you know, but we that's, get to watch those videos and part. play it back forever. <laughs> Ain't it? It's so much that we have to do. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was awesome. I love Pastor Mike. And how was it growing up? Because many of the people don't under, don't know uh, that your parents were traveling musicians as well. Yes. Growing up, church and music was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, but again, it was also challenging because my parents traveled a whole, whole, whole lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had all these different babysitters and all these different people who um, were great <laughs> and annoying. <laughs> I feel like you want to share a little bit more, but you being reserved. Come on, come on, talk about it. Look, look, this is the fix. You you, you can talk freely. We having a conversation. (laughs) No, I'll say this. I have a lot of people that are not blood relatives to me that have impacted my character because I have been around a lot of people growing up. My parents being traveling musicians and in the church, I think was both a blessing and a curse because I got to saw the beautiful side of everything. Um, But then I also got to see all of the not so beautiful things, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, again, going back to what I was saying in the beginning, that did make things different for me in church as I grew up and just, you know, I saw too much and I didn't understand, you know, I didn't know how to compartmentalize things and I wasn't mature enough to understand that everybody is human and people make mistakes. And just because maybe this isn't being handled correctly or this is being done this way, doesn't mean that they're bad people or that they're fake or that it's not whatever. And I think that um, I experienced a lot of those thoughts and stuff in the beginning of just kind of trying to find myself outside of church. You know, when mm-hmm. you grow up in church and that's all you do, you don't really know who you are outside of that if you don't do anything else, you know? No, that's real. Um, a lot that's of people real. don't know this, but I did not start off as a gospel artist. I was actually in a lot of different like girl groups and uh, solo R&B adventures um, before I ever actually actively pursued a Christian career. Um, and I didn't want to do it. I did it because I truly know that I'm called I'm called to this. I don't have a choice. The Lord would not allow me not to do what he's calling me to do. Um, and so that's why I make music for the Lord. And um, that's why I do what I do, because I know I'm called to it, you know, but it wasn't necessarily something that I ever really wanted to do, if that makes sense. No, it does. So what, what, mm-hmm. what, what was that? What was that that point to where you, you felt like you had to, yeah, you had to submit to God and stop doing what you wanted to do? So um, my aunt passed, my aunt Marie, and um, you know you've lost people before, or I had lost people before in my life. My grandma had passed right before her, and that was the first person I ever lost. Um, excuse me, that was that close to me, like as a blood relative, other than like friends or like you know, you know, it's people you grow up with, or like you know, maybe people get sick or they die or whatever. But like it, until you experience like the death of a family member or somebody really close connected to you, I think that is different. Um, and like my grandma, when she passed, that was hurtful. I you know experienced a real angry time in my life after my grandma passed, um, and I kind of actually drifted away from church. My aunt passed after my grandmother. And for some reason, um, to me, that moment was like, dude, you really don't know 
when you're gonna like when you're gonna take your last breath she was perfectly fine she was healthy there wasn't anything wrong with her it was an abrupt passing um but I think that was like a reality check for me and um just the road I was going in my life at that time was not healthy and um that was something that made me open my eyes and say listen your aunt was healthy she had you know there was nothing wrong with her um and you out here doing a b c d e (laughs) and anything could happen you know um and so transitioning it didn't start with the music I didn't wake up and be like oh my god my aunt died oh no oh my god I'm gonna do gospel again it wasn't like that my relationship with God I started working on that and as I started working on that, you know, I naturally write and sing about my actual life. And so my songs just started to mirror where I was in life. And um, and that's gospel. That's Christ. That's Jesus. You know, the love of God, um, my love for Jesus and the compassion love that he has for me um, is what I live and what I write about. And my lifestyle, you know, I think that's what separates my music from some of the other, uh, some other gospel music is that I really try to write lifestyle music, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, but that was the turning point. My aunt passed. That was a really different experience for me. And anytime I talk about it, it still feels weird. I don't know why. It would just, that it actually changed me. I think that was probably one of the first experiences I feel like that really just changed me, you know? But yeah, it's cool. No, that's good. What's your what's your spiritual regimen like? What's your what's your daily like spiritual routine? Do you kind of like yeah. meditate in the morning, pray, read in the morning? I pray and read and run. That's kind of like my my morning situation. Mm-hmm. You listen to music um, when you run. I do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do. What I do listen to music listen when to? I run. <laughs> playlist actually it's called morning mood and i listen like i got pastor mike on there i got dietrich on there i have me on there i got kira sheeran on there i have wall group on there i got reconcile i got lecrae jordan armstrong you know i kind of got some contemporary gospel on there mm-hmm. with a little trap drum <laughs> yeah. um, but that's what i like to listen to in the morning times who who else has been an inspiration to you like growing up musically outside of like within the gospel or the Christian hip hop brand? Who are some of oh, your influences? Beyonce, Brandy, Jasmine Sullivan. Love them. Like I I feel like Beyonce, Jasmine Sullivan, Brandy, Kier, Cher, Kimberell are like me. <laughs> like all of them, all of them together, I think I have um I've been very inspired by them as vocalists they're probably who i've listened to the most if i gotta recall a song from the top of my head one of their songs is what i could recite you know what i mean um but i think beyonce jasmine and brandy if you're saying outside of gospel are definitely um my biggest influences hands down no that's good have you ever thought about rapping (laughs) (laughs) that was a random question Look, look, cause, cause, oh. cause, I kind of feel like you know what I'm saying you didn't dabbled in that, but you were, you know, but I don't know. I'm it was not a rapper. People tell me all the time, "Yes, you are." I'm, I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. I rap sing. You rap sing. I think oh, I sound stupid, yeah, because I don't know about yeah. Exactly. <laughs> look, I was just about to say that's what Be- that's what Beyonce do. <laughs> yeah, because I just feel like my rap voice sounds dumb a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm just talking it, because I already have a high pitch kind of like you know mm-hmm. situation. Um, no, I don't know why. Why you think I should rap? Well, I I think you kind of wanted to rap on your Liddy song with uh Angie. <laughs> 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 I 
I, 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 I kind of feel like you was you was about to go, and then you was like, nah. No, I knew that's the song you were thinking about, and I had that in my head right now. That's funny. Here's the thing. So that song, I was. <laughs> that's funny. I actually was gonna try to rap that first verse. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. How does that first verse start? Do it another day. I, yeah, I did try to. Um, I tried to actually rap that, and because it would not sound good in a rapping voice, I started sing rapping it. And from that moment on, is when I decided, okay, anytime I'm, I'm gonna hit it like this, we gotta sing rap it because this talking not gonna work. <laughs> All jokes aside, with uh, balancing the music, the songwriting, uh, the the traveling from the performances, and uh, I mean, churches. Will, I know churches should be swiping you up to uh, to minister and everything. How do you maintain balance mentally? Working out. I gotta work that, out. That would do it. I gotta work out. Yep. Um, I'm going on probably a full week. <laughs> not working out and I can feel it I've been like slight, if you can hear this I'm slightly under the weather which is why my brain is moving slow and I said it a couple times at the beginning of this interview um, I'm slightly under the weather so I haven't been feeling like um, working out but working out is really my maintainer um, I do enjoy reading as well but just like you said I am spread thin sometimes so I don't get to sit and spend as much time reading as I would usually like to um, but I do make sure that I work out because I got I to gotta have that. But when I work out, I listen to music in the morning. Um, or sometimes I listen to audiobooks too. I didn't. I failed to mention that. Um, one that I was reading recently is called, Fail, well, listening to is Fail Forward. That's a really good one. Um, not that you asked me that or care, but it's a really good audiobook if you want to look we that care. up on YouTube <laughs> by John Maxwell. It's fantastic. All right. So besides the yeah. reading and working out, mm-hmm. uh, any other time? Well, first off, since you're under weather, get some hot tea and a slice of ginger root. That'll knock you out. Period. That'll help. Fact. I'm a ginger root uh, stand. I love ginger. Oh yeah, most definitely do that. Uh, uh, in the meantime, like name one or probably more than one of your mm-hmm. songs that actually minister to you uh, in such a way that. Like when you put it out, you feel like not only did it speak to you, it was speaking for you, for for the audience. Mm-hmm. Is a lie and God took his time. Um, is a lie is one of them songs that I actually cry on sometimes. And it, you would listen to it and probably not think that that would be my personal reaction. Um, but that song was super, super personal. It actually came from um, a sermon, Pastor uh, Shamari White, Charlotte, shout out to Have Life Church. Um, he was preaching and he has said um, that every trick of the enemy is a lie. And he said, anytime that the enemy speaks something, you're supposed to speak out loud and cancel it within 10 seconds, right? And so like when I left, I kept thinking that every trick of the enemy is a lie. And I was dealing with things. I was dealing with a breakup, to be totally honest. And I was on, in the beginning, it's my first time, I think, actually getting my heart broke in real life. Like actually really 
having like for real heartbreak. I'm like, oh my God, this is what it feels like. And so um, I was really struggling and I, I, I had been telling my, you know, believing things about myself that weren't true, like feeling like I wasn't good enough or, you know, maybe I wasn't smart enough or, you know, I, I don't look good enough or I don't have enough money or, you know, I just started feeling these ways negative about myself and um that spoke to me i have i started pulling off and i had pulled up my phone and got the voice note and i just started thinking every chick is that anything is a lie 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 it's a lie it's a lie lie yeah yeah and i just kept going so when i got home i literally just plugged and played everything like plugged everything up and got on the mic and i just started going the hook actually just kind of came on its own and then I sat down and um I started working through the verses and when I said you ain't gotta believe that no you ain't gotta receive that be released from everything that got you down and defeated don't be ashamed you can beat it you winning but you can't see it be released from everything that got you bound and depleted and um that's one of those songs I think more than anything that ministers to me and is a direct reflection of a place I was in um and I listen to that often when I'm still feeling like that. And then God took his time. Um, I just feel like sometimes we need to be reminded that we are special and we are one of a kind. And um, God takes his time to, you know, make us who we are. And um, and he loves us so much. <laughs> no, that's dope. And, uh, thanks yeah. for sharing. Um, Thank you. Since you brought it up, uh, can you speak mm -hmm. a little bit about, um, you know, the struggles of probably uh, you being, you know, a travel singer, um, your dating and how that how that works, you know, with you traveling so much? Whew. Loaded question, man. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying we got we got some single Ooh, ladies listening. So, you know, you know, speak to them because I know it's a challenge. <laughs> I've been married twenty years, so I don't know nothing about it. I'm, I'm all I've been taking for for a while now. Yeah, uh, it sucks. <laughs> That's Damn. what. No, I'm just playing. I hate no, it. Um. You know, my parents been married 30 years plus now. Um, and so that's really all I knew growing up. I always thought I was going to be a wife, like, by now. And I just saw my life real different. Um, but to be honest with y'all, I have never really prioritized relationships over my career. The last one I was in is probably the only one that, like, I thought I could marry her, like something like that. Mm -hmm. And I actually, you know, sacrificed certain things to work on that or to, you know, I don't know. Um, but being single and dating now for me, it's kind of non-existent at the moment, to be honest with you. I don't have a desire to, um, I'm really just trying to stay focused. I believe that God has things that he needs my full attention for. And I need to be available to carry those things out. And um, I think I learned with this last situation that for me personally, um, it's a huge distraction with what I'm trying to accomplish, especially if they're not like-minded or if their vision and their spirituality isn't in alignment with mine. Um, so, you know, I, I do feel like there's somebody for me up there. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not a priority of mine. Um it's funny because I'm working on something right now for my single ladies um, so that we can have open candid conversations about Christian dating because, you know, I think that some of us have, um, I'm trying to choose my words wisely, unrealistic fix, expectations. I know I am. Be yourself. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just feel like, 
I feel like it's a lot of us that um, spend too much time worrying about like just let him come to you you know what I mean like we don't have to spend a lot of time trying to be this way or that way just spend time working on you and who God called you to be and I really believe that whoever God has for you will find you because the Bible says a man that finds a wife which means we ain't going to look for our husband he coming for us I'm glad you said that I'm so glad you said that (laughs) (laughs) um no seriously though you know um I feel like that's probably our biggest problem, <laughs> you know, um, just trying to be seen and searching. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel. Um, just stay focused, sis. Stay focused. Um, figure out what your purpose is. You got to be be where God needs you to be so your husband can find you right there. <laughs> or no, y'all know, you know, I deal with whether or not I'll ever get married. If Since this is the fix and I can be honest. That's, a, really that's a struggle? That's that. a struggle for you? you in Absolutely. your mind, you're saying? Yes. Totally. Based on what? Based on because number one, I feel like I've only ever had one real serious relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm 29. Number one. Number two. You're not 59, so yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you said that, that like that was super right, old, you, like you, like you like it's like, over or something. You know, a lot of <laughs> I, didn't say, I'm, I didn't say that. I didn't say- <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how I came off. Forgive me. That's how I came off. Forgive me. Go ahead. Carry on. I'm sorry. That's, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just feel like um, I just, it's just so not on my radar. So that's just it. It's just so not on my radar right now. I just, yeah. I just don't think that I'll ever really get married. I don't see, I don't, I don't see it right now. I don't see it right now. Um, I don't see it right now. I don't know how to explain it. It's a weird place I'm in. I told you, it's a weird place. Don't worry, I reached that place at one point in time. You did? Yeah. Are you married? Yeah. Yes, married, going on five years now. Uh, oh, congratulations! Thank you. Uh, at one point, I mean, I grew up wanting marriage all my life. My parents were married. Me too. Maybe five years. Wow, uh, beautiful. Yeah, so that's all I saw was marriage. But mm-hmm. then when I when I got to the point to become married or engaged the first time. So here's um, the thing, me too. Continue. See, boom. So when you get mm-hmm. engaged and then something happens, now you're mm-hmm. just like, you know what? Forget it. Don't want to do it. I'm not even on it. And then that's yeah. when I learned. Me being, because I was like you, I was focused. And I was like, I'm not going to get distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, and in turn, well, in time, mm-hmm. my I, I knew my wife before, like, so the woman I'm married to now, I met mm-hmm. her eight years before we even started dating. Mm-hmm. She was in another another time of her life. So she looked completely different now because mm-hmm. not only did she change physically, uh, she changed mentally. I saw her in a different light, which was now spiritually. Mm. So we were, wow. she was uh, a practicing Jehovah's Witness at the time I met her. I was, I was a Muslim. I grew up Muslim. Mm-hmm. So we saw each other different. Now that we've seen each other in church, mm-hmm. we passed each other. I never knew it was her. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I was focused, I learned, like, when I focus on God, I will find my wife at the right time in, in my assignment. So I have yeah. to make sure I stay Ooh, in that assignment. So good. don't... <laughs> that's good, so although, although you say that you're distra- you, you think it's a distraction, it only becomes a distraction because it's not for you. Mm-hmm. When it's for you, it's going to elevate you more than anything. 
So that, that person that's going to find you will push you to actually be better. He will mold you to be better. And, and he will actually be a person sitting back like, yo, we're going to book her for this show. No, she can't do that one because I don't want her to be too stressed out. That, that person will actually help you maintain life and keep mm-hmm. life going because they are assigned to you. Uh, and and I, I feel like that's the difference, bro. That has to be the difference. And when you just say in your assignment, that just, that hit something. That's the problem, I think, for me. is even just casually date, you know, dating and stuff like that, I do not like wasting my time. And because I can always find other ways to, like, be spending my time and stuff, like, if, it, if it's not in my assignment, I feel like where I spend my time now, I'm, it's always in my assignment. So if I'm gonna find, or if somebody gonna find me, it, it, it has to be in my assignment because that's what be. I'm always doing. It will be. You okay, ever, well, I mean, maybe I have some something? hope now. <laughs> like if you ever go try to find something, like say you lost your keys and you'll mm-hmm. go to every place you was looking for. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? Forget it. I got another set of keys. But start walking and doing what you were supposed to do and you're mm-hmm. stumbling across those same keys. Like, I didn't even think to look here. Mm-hmm. because now you're going forward with what you were supposed to be doing in the first place. The keys were, you didn't need the keys. You but now that you need the keys, you got them. Get that boy an offer. My <laughs> God, what is your cash at? <laughs> no, I, just learned, I just learned something uh, this past week. Uh, I was mm-hmm. doing a seminary class uh, with uh, Dr. Darius Daniels, mm-hmm. uh, and he mentioned the exact same scripture. He finds a wife. They uh, mm-hmm. And in the same same token, we so stuck with the fact that, and I'm saying we because it's men and women, we so stuck in mm-hmm. the fact that women has to be found, men have to find the women. We have to realize in finding that woman, we find favor with God. Mm. Women is our our woman is nothing but God's favor on two legs. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Man, that's that's what he said. So in the midst of doing that assignment, you're going to get mm-hmm. favor. So if you're looking to date and you need that, and you need that wife or husband, that favor going to come mm-hmm. in the form of two legs. So don't get distracted. Keep moving in that assignment and boom, like if you, the man will find you, you're going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be ministering and a guy going to see you and he going to, he, you're going to notice he's been around like, Oh, I seen him at a la- a last performance or he was here once before. The reason you're seeing him is because he's been watching you. He's fi- he found you. Now have you noticed that he found you? Because he's going to mm. approach you. Are you ready to be approached? Mm. So most of us has to act. We. <laughs> <laughs> so now once you you prepare yourself. So when you start seeing him, you're going to prepare yourself Don't automatically. Make me laugh. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, y'all. <laughs> Come on now. I, I know you want to say something else. If I could be over there in your thoughts, I know you say something else over there. Come on now. Woo! That's good. That's good. I, I almost don't even have a comeback for it, if I can be honest. That's good. That's good. I, um, amen. Yeah, you you got time. I'm gonna you have to time. just go and say I do have time. You know, and, and I ain't doing no tripping on it. I'm not like not hopeful i just i guess the best way to say is i don't see it right now but amen everything you said is spot on that is good and we are favored with two legs so praise the lord most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> let's let's hop into some music let's talk about your music your latest project uh frontline ep can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind it and uh you know wow. everything on it? totally um 
Man, this project I wrote by myself completely. Uh, mm. oh, let me take that back. For the exception of Do It. Do It, Carmina Jones wrote that with me. We wrote that on FaceTime, uh, just chilling one night. Um, but me, Marcus Curtis, um, me and Marcus Curtis, Marcus Curtis is a producer um, of mine, one of my best friends. He's from Chicago, Illinois. Um, but he lives in San Diego now. And him and I did the whole project together for the exception of Do It, um, where Karina co-wrote and produced that. She played on that. And then um, a guy named Steve, shout out to Steve. Love you so much, brother. Um, he played the keys on Frontline. Uh, but other than that, we did the whole project. Um, I recorded all those vocals in my house, mm. in my studio. I'm sorry, is that loud, you guys? Nope. No, you good. Okay. Um, I recorded all vocals in my studio um, and then I sent them over to be mixed and mastered. We did everything over FaceTime uh, for the exception of two songs. Um, but that this project is straight from my heart. Every single song is special. Every single song means something different. Every single song is, I think, a different vibe. Um, Everything for me was literally like, every song is personal. So everything is the first song of the project. And I feel like that's just me saying, listen, God, I'm gonna love you with everything. I'm sorry, excuse me. That's the Lord saying, I need you to love me with your everything. I don't want a little piece of you. I don't want, you know, because I think a lot of times um, we'll do things and we'll get to somewhere and then we'll pray and we'll ask God to meet us there versus asking God, hey, where do you want me to go? You know what I mean? There's a difference. And so um, everything I, um, you know, I wrote that from a place after I felt like I kept moving kind of without God. Um, or I kept doing things not including him. And I felt the Lord say to me, no, I need you to love me with your everything or just leave me alone. I'm like, okay, God, I choose you. <laughs> and then Frontline, um, I wrote that song uh, just sitting one time. I was actually um, had just got through hiking and I was on top of the mountain and I was just looking around. And um, I was thinking of kind of like the current climate of everything and um just how um, I think we need to be on the front line for love. This That's my condensed version because I can really over top things. <laughs> um, my condensed version is we need to be on the front line for love. You know, look into your heart. You can find the way. If you lead in love, you can blind the hate. You can be the light. You can shine your rays. You can be the one. You can lead the way. Not being afraid to be the one to lead and be on the front line for love. And then do it is, listen, I turn my L's into lessons, turn my L's into love, turn my pain into blessings by his faith we overcome. That's how we do it. Bars. 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 Your little she rap cameo, she, bars. She, she, she don't rap, bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and that song is literally just saying exactly what we do. Um, and then um, God took his time. Of course, we just talked about that. And it is a lie. We just talked about that as well. But this project to me is very special. It's the first project where I had complete creative control. Um, I didn't have any uh, anybody tell me what I could or couldn't do or what I had to add or had to take out. We could just be authentic. Um, and then this is also the first project I released independently. So um, really excited about that more than anything else. Mm -hmm. um because i am completely independent which a lot of people don't know that 
um, but I am. So yeah. Are you looking to stay independent? Is that something that you, you want to kind of do for a while? I would like to stay independent. Mm-hmm. Um, if I do anything with anybody, it just has to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm open to to doing things if it makes sense. I mean, I've literally been in three different deals, you know, and so um, and and I'm still I have 10,000 followers only on Instagram. You know, I'm grateful for that. But I mean, three deals later, it don't always make sense to just be signing your life away. And you have to split all your money and do all these things. Um, and a lot of times, and mind you, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to every situation I had. I am grateful to the people who've invested and believed in me and my career and what God um, is doing through us together um, or has done or did through us. Um, but just, I, I realized it made more sense for me personally because I do write my own music. I don't need placement with producers and stuff like that. You know, I kind of have my own formula. I can work it um, and have my own sound. And so I don't need to have um, anybody else dipping into my money unless it really makes sense and it's going to help catapult things to the next level, if I'm being brutally honest. And so, yeah. No, that's good. What's what's mm-hmm. that one? What's that one dream collab? If you could, if you could do some a song with somebody, what, who's that one person? Either dead or have, alive. Dead or alive. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that is crazy. <laughs> you want to know something? I would love to do a, tw- a like a heal the world. Like I feel like this time in life is due for another heal the world with like me and um, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, and Kiara Sheard, and mm-hmm. you know other Beyonce, mm-hmm. Beyonces, and you know um, Isaiah Templeton and Pastor Mike Jr. Imagine a heal the world like that. 2020 like you know with a bunch of like gospel and Mm r&b legends and newcomers coming together and Mm -hmm. making something incredible like that i would if i could do something like that it would be the best (laughs) it sounds like you need to start uh getting that emotion you got some on recorded track right Listen, they got holograms. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. That's hilarious. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Heal the World, uh, some people don't know that you actually did something great in 2011. So, I did. Yeah, let's, let's speak. So we had, um, we had a um, uh, tornado pandemic. It's, I guess it would be, is it considered a pandemic? Absolutely. Basically, a tornado yeah. came and ripped through the city, tore it up. Um. And uh, I raised money. I put a song out, and all the money that we raised from that song, I uh, I united, <laughs> donated to I see United Way or something like that. Um, united Way. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, um, yeah, that's what we did for that. Um, and then to this day, I don't, I don't even know, I don't even know how much is raised now, actually. Um, but that was a, a really special time. That was the first song I actually ever put on iTunes. <laughs> mm. That was before the incomplete song with Dietrich. <laughs> Everybody, that that song is called "One Day at a Time." One day at a time. That's the, definitely the younger version of me. But that was a special time. Um, you know what? I think that was probably the first time I realized, man, our voices really do matter. Like, if we use our voices for a cause to mm. try to 
create a positive outcome, you know, or, or help people. Like it really works. <laughs> Your voice really does matter. And sh- hey, speaking of that, quick side note, please vote. Whoever is listening to this, mm-hmm. if you have not voted already, please mm-hmm. register to vote. I'm sure you already registered to vote. Go to the polls. It's not enough to be registered. You got to show up. Um, this is the most important election of our generation. Mm-hmm. Your voice matters. Get out there and vote. But yeah, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's good. Because yeah, we talk about voting all the time on here. And it's funny, because last week, we talked about uh, believers in politics. So I, I definitely want to get your your insight, especially because you just spoke about, you know, a lot of your songs, you know, just showing the love of Christ within songs. We have seen within this political race, a lot of mm-hmm. believers divided, because mm-hmm. some are on the left, some are on the right. So speak a little mm-hmm. bit about that, just from a believer standpoint, on and, and even within social media, you know, mm-hmm. comments and stuff that goes on people's tagline. Mm-hmm. At times, I don't think it's like, you know, it's, it's flesh. Let's be real. It's not mm-hmm. God telling you to say that it's flesh. So speak a little bit about, right. you know, how you should be as a believer, handle the politics, even if, you know, say you agree with this party, you agree with that party, mm-hmm. what whatever it may be. So, you know, I'm going to be brutally honest. Come on. Um, I, don't, I don't care who you vote for. Vote. Okay. Your voice matters. Um, I, I, I do not support Donald Trump. I will be vocal in saying that 100% do not vote. Uh, I do not support Donald Trump 100%. Um, but I don't judge you if you do. I don't know your life. I don't know what what Donald Trump stuff, you know, what can affect you negatively. What Biden does might change everything about your life for the ne- for not the best. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I can't be mad at people for choosing what's best for their livelihood and their families. Um, I would say that I believe as... Um, believers we just always have to keep in mind that we're supposed to always reflect the love of jesus christ and if we're not doing that then we should just chill out <laughs> um i understand that it's it's a weird time man like people are emotional we going through it very you know? emotional <laughs> we're, we're very emotional people and um you know it's a lot of people out here that just don't they, they've never had some of the emotions that they're feeling right now before even me like some of the racial things that we've experienced during the term of Donald Trump's presidency um, and then the response to it, um, man, it, it has been different. It has been different. And I think that a lot of people are just trying to find ways to navigate through these emotions as healthy as possible. Um, and everybody is not doing it the best way. <laughs> this is me choosing my words wisely. Um, but I would just say, you know, just make sure you vote. Use your use your voice, man. I mean, vote for for unity. Vote for love. Vote for um, you know for the healthiest outcome for the entire nation. Um, that's how I personally look at it. Because even if I was in the million dollar a year category in Donald Trump's financial- You're not there yet. You're not there yet. You'll be there one day. Don't worry about it. <laughs> for me, <laughs> even if I was, I, I, I don't believe that I would vote that way because as a majority, a lot of people will still be negatively affected by a, a lot of those outcomes. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I like to look at things that way. But there's a lot of people that 
are voting based on their livelihood and I cannot be mad at people for that um but I I, I would I would like to um advise some people who are maybe mismanaging their platforms to just be mindful because there's a lot of people that maybe are on the left side if, and you're on the right, but they still love your music. They still look up to you. They're still, you know, ministered to by what God does through you. And you don't want to lose those people. You got to protect your witness at all times. And so um, that's what I would say to the people who are mismanaging their platforms. Me personally, you know, um, I'm with Woke Vote. Shout out to Woke Vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would like to continue to encourage people to vote and use their voice, no matter who it's for, just show up, um, cause it's important and they don't believe that we will show up. We as an African-American, but we gotta show up and, and, and do our part. No, that's good. What were your thoughts on, uh, Ice Cube, um, you know, taking the uh, black American plan to both, uh, political parties? Um, what was your thoughts on that when you first? Uh, do it. Okay. Do it. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? How- how else are we going to get things done? We got to sit down and have the tough conversations with people who don't agree with us. Mm-hmm. You know, how else are we going to um, find solutions and resolutions to issues that we're having? I don't think there's any other way. I, I support what he does. He doesn't. We all know Ice Cube is pro-black, you know? Mm-hmm. What else he got to do to prove that? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. You know? So NWA was saying a lot of stuff people saying now a long time ago because they was dealing with it way back then. So, you know, um, I ain't mad at I ain't mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 a cover coming soon. That, that, that's what you, 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 you hitting, you tiptoeing on that one. Y'all know I'll drop a cover quick. <laughs> what, what's next for you, sis? What you got coming next? I know you, I know you working on a lot of different things. What's next for you? Yeah, man. You know, I was, I started working on new music. Um, I'm also in the process of uh, working with Kingdom Culture. So I partnered with the new clothing line and I'm helping them to develop their uh, their new line. And so that's actually become very time consuming. Um, and it's a, a huge, uh, it's a big focus of mine. Um, some of my new merch will come from this line. And so I'm really, really excited. I don't want to speak too much on it until some of those things get more in motion from my side of things. But um, I'm dealing with uh, clothing lines right now. Uh, <clears throat> I have some new elevation things that'll be coming soon we are doing reflect at elevation on the 12th that'll be a really really exciting and fun opportunity um i have uh some more dates of pastor mike coming up isaiah templeton coming up um and then just working on my own stuff and serving in church you know just kind of the usual i i'm enjoying where god has me right now i really believe that um Serving is what he's honoring from me personally. Mm-hmm. I believe that I'm, I'm called to serve and, and that's what I'm, I want to do. I want to continue serving God's people in however he wants me to do that. And so, yeah, that, that's where I'm at right now. New clothing lines. Um, I am going to get my vlog started back up. So I just finished my vlog room in my house to get that started. Um, and just so people can get to know me more than just the music. I feel like a lot of people have a very... Um, small you know they don't really know me they don't know me i don't really know my personality and stuff like that and so just trying to create more opportunities for people to see that so that they can receive more god from me you know <laughs> do you see yourself uh maybe preaching in the future do not 
Okay. She I, does I, that quick. Nah. I'm, I'm talking about real quick. Don't <laughs> even try not. to prophesy on me. I ain't receiving it. <laughs> before, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh no. I'll do whatever the Lord says. I just don't know that I'm called to do that. I haven't, I don't believe the Lord has said that to me yet. Um, my sermon notes are recaps. Um, I do take a lot of pride in my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to list, I love the way Pastor Furtick teaches. Love it. Um, and uh, I like the way Pastor Mike teaches. I do study him as well. T.D. Jakes, I listen to his podcast. Um, and then Pastor Shamari White, that's my pastor here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Love him. <clears throat> you know, and so I take a lot of pride in my notes and I was like, you know what? Um, to be totally honest with y'all, I feel like that was missing from my page. I mean, yeah, it's a selfie and a singing video here and there, but where's the depth, you know? And there's a lot more depth to me. It's just personal. I don't usually share that. So this was my way of kind of sharing my notes and also using that as an opportunity to encourage somebody else that that could be good for also. So I will continue to do those, but I don't see myself um, being a preacher. <laughs> Completely understand. Swap, so stop. We mean you already had the discussion. You, you to be right? Because he just Blair. got through. You just dropped Blair. the word, but we ain't gonna talk about you. You just got through. Dropped the no, whole bomb. <laughs> Does he say it? A man that find him a wife. He find a, a good great thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just oh, sounded man. like PMJ. Yeah, sounded just like PMJ. We appreciate you, sis. Listen, if, if you could share um that one thing you would give to an inspiring artist, that one thing um, yes. you would want to give to give to him, what would it be? Don't quit. Mm. Don't you quit. Stay at it. Listen, I've been doing this 10 years plus now, y'all. A lot mm. of people do not know that um I've been really professionally in music for over 10 years. And um you know, it's just now starting to really bloom. Like we did Dove Awards this year, you know what I mean? Um, Elevation, like it's been a crazy, in a pandemic, Right. in a pandemic, the Lord has shown himself to be so great and incredible. Favor. Favor, Favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. And you know, I just, and I think, you know, if I would have quit, I mean, I could have quit so many times. I really experienced some things that <clears throat> I haven't uh, just shared because I haven't had a whole lot of opportunities, but there's been a lot of different times in music where I just wanted to quit or give up. You deal with a lot of different kind of people, um, you know, but one thing I will, I will say is that, you know, staying true to yourself and what you believe in who you are is important and not giving up. Stay persistent, stay at it. Um, and, and you'll see it, you'll read, you gotta just put that work in. And it happens different for everybody. I mean, Pastor Mike, one year in, Dove Awards nominee, Stellar Award winner. Like, you know what I mean? It's different for everybody. But then you got, you know, other people out here that's been out here five years and maybe they just got their first Stellar or maybe they just got nominated. They're on the pre-ballot. You know what I mean? It's different, but you just stay the course and um, all will be well if that's what God's will is for your life. And if it's not, you got to be okay with that too. Last, last question. I, I got so many, but uh, so I know you've <laughs> been, I know you've been in the circle with like mainstream artists too as well. What has been sure. like, just in general, you know, from your standpoint, 
have you been able to like make connections with some mainstream artists who maybe didn't have the spiritual walk that they would like and they have they been able to reach out to you and you kind of like navigate them through you know some of their spiritual walk um <clears throat> So, yes, but they're not like popular mainstream artists. You know, mm -hmm. they're up and coming. I have a lot of up and coming people that um, are not gospel artists at all that I do talk to on a regular basis. Um, so a lot of people don't know that I used to work for, I worked for an artist development company called The Artist Refinery. And we brought a lot of younger kids in um, that were just starting off music and stuff and helped to develop them, long story short. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of those people I still keep in contact with and help to just navigate through certain situations um, if they call me. You know, otherwise I'm just always praying for people and, um, you know, um, keeping them on my mind. Um, but, but no, I don't, I don't think I have anybody that's actually in the industry that people would know that calls me for that. Mm -mm. At least not yet. Not, not yet. Uh, we appreciate yet. you sis. Tell the people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you, how they can stream your music and all that good stuff. Okay. Thank y'all for having me. I had a great time. Um, my name is Adia. I am on Instagram as Adia Sings, A-D-I-A-S-I-N-G-S. Um, you guys can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Rhapsody, Google Play, etc. at Adia, A-D-I-A. Um, I have two projects, an album behind Enemy Lines and an EP, Frontline, the EP. Um, and so y'all go get that. And uh, thank y'all so much for having me today. Thank you for Please. being here. Thank you for being here. Adia, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. We'll get into some music. Uh, yeah, right now we're going to get into some uh, music from Adia. Uh, keep it locked. Hey. You tuned into The Fix. The Fix is in. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bless y'all. You're beautiful when you see. Out of control, you see. It came up, came back down. You an ego, you so numb. I see you, you're glowing, you're rolling. So lethal, yeah, explosive emotion. Walk in the room and you'll freeze, yeah. You stop it down, you leave. Oh, SPCIAL, you special, you're so wonderful. You know you're a queen, so never let them get you off your throne. Perfect just the way you are, you bless me on the channel. Wow. God took his time when he made you. What of a kind, you 100 crew. Top by the line, 9-11 crew. Stop in the time, you're so magical. God took his time, one of a kind. Top of the line. Trying to bring you down, just tell them come up to your level. Anytime you're not around, they talking, they smile when they see you though. See the world between the sheep, you know it's nothing but the devil. All the trials and tribulations, exercising on your patience. I see you, yeah, you're shining, you're rising. It's a little, yeah, you're slaying, amazing. amazing. Ooh, they hate what they don't understand. Uh, you know you don't make no sense, no sense. It's P-C-I-A-L, you're special, you're so wonderful You know you're a queen, so 
so never let them get you off your throne. Perfect just the way you are, you blessed beyond the China wall. God took his time when he made up. Oh, of a kind, you were hunted, you were hunted, bro. Top of the line, down 11, cruise, 11, cruise, up in the time, yeah, yeah. What's good? What's good? It's your girl, TK Lee, and you are now tuned in to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. The Fix is in. Let's get it. I'm going crazy out my mind. Thinking crazy thoughts all the time. All the time. Close to the limit, the way that I'm living. On my way to hell, cause I keep on sinning. Lord, I need a change. I need you in my life. Yeah. I know where to go, cause I've been there before. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I know that it's the only way I.
Hi, want to come break some records with us? We're just going to assume that. Had to change my number cause the summer getting hateful Keep making the calls until we ballin' up in staples I just do my thing cause I ain't really good with labels I call plays, I'm a smooth operator Hello? I put my kick down, I didn't say that I'm a saver uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm just in battle like I came up with the Raiders wow. Told her I was different, I didn't say that I'm the greatest Just make the call, you need a smooth operator Hello? You trying to ball, you need a smooth operator I can make the waterfall and this ain't tender love and care no, it's not. Let's get it poppin', it's time for the percolator Get it pop Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off a music set. We started it off with uh, our, our guest today, uh, with uh, Adia, with uh, GTHT. Um, we also played uh, Throwback from QT, Get It Right, featuring Brad. Uh, and that last track that just went off was uh, Surfboard P, a.k.a. Paris Careers, Smooth Operator. So, yeah, welcome back. Uh, yeah, man, listen, it was a dope interview, Swab. It was, dope it was. Yeah, dope interview. I, I was glad she finally uh, opened up to us. <laughs> she was so laid back and chill. Like that's how we need y'all artists to be. That energy, laid back, chilled. We just having a conversation. Be yourself. You know what I'm saying? This the fix. So yeah, definitely shouts out to Adia, man. Go run them numbers up, man. Go stream her latest EP, man. Frontline, man. Run those numbers up. Um, definitely follow her on all her social media pages. So yeah, uh, Swab, um, I know you um, you talked a little bit um, uh, earlier about um, you have been into a, a deep um, teaching with um, Dr. Darius Daniels. Um, talk a little bit about the, you know, the, the course you're in and um, everything you've been learning from uh, Dr. Darius Daniels. Shouts out to Darius Daniels too as well. We definitely be interviewing him real soon. Yes. Uh, so 
uh, everyday, um, everyday seminary. He has started his own seminary, everyday seminary. Uh, so if you would like to join that, I'm just going to say this now. Go to joinedseminary.com. Go in there and, and you'll learn a lot of information. Uh, we talked about bi uh, biblical intelligence. Uh, basically, we talked about how to really effectively study the Bible. Uh, most people study the Bible uh, on certain topics and they were studying it wrong. They mm -hmm. will only come to the Bible with one mindset and that was to address something or uh, for it to speak to them at that point. Uh, he made a, the very first day he made a, a statement, uh, a quote, he said, uh, God's only, God's only interpretation is to <coughs> interpret his word, not your interpretation of his word. Mm, say it again. God's only, God's only interpretation was of his word, not your interpretation of his word. So most of us, uh, we will go reading the Bible uh, and we always misinterpret it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we, we come from a Bible teaching church. Uh, so we actually see and understand what he's saying. And even then, we learned that uh, most of us has still had some bad doctrine. Even me, who didn't grow up in church, I came into the game with st still with bad doctrine. Right. You're taught one way and you're, you assume that that's how it's always how it always is and how it always should be and that's not the case um uh oxid orthodoxy produces orthopraxis orthodoxy right doctrine produces orthopraxis right practices mm -hmm. meaning if you study right read right interpret right you live right you practice the faith right and you actually walk in it right uh, and doing that, he mentioned, he broke down certain scriptures. Uh, I broke down, um, uh, he who finds a good wife finds a good thing. I broke down that. It never stated that only the man supposed to find his wife. Uh, it broke, it, it, he, he interpreted, when he interpreted, he say, was stating, we only look at it that way because of the time then. Mm -hmm. So you'll think of only men approach their wives, but that wasn't the case either. Back then, marriages were arranged. So how did he find his wife? If it was arranged, he didn't. He never finds his wife. So what it is is he, like she had to work to become that wife. Whereas now, most most women have already been nurtured and groomed to be that type of wife. They walk in that wife character, that conduct. But when they go to be be found. They, they make it seem like it only has to be men to find them. No, because you, you have to place yourself in the situation to be found. You, you can be a wife all you want in, in conduct and thought, but if you just sit in a house, how is somebody going to marry you? How is somebody going to find you? Mm -hmm. So you, you slide in a man's DM don't mean you thirsty. You shooting your shot just mean, hey, I'm out here. You, do you see me? It's him to make the move. A, a I'm in my a little kingdom flirting. Ain't nothing wrong a with king, it. Hey, my <laughs> wife slid in my DM, had no problem letting me know she was interested. It, mm -hmm. was, it was my responsibility after that to take the ball and run with it. Mm -hmm. so, that, so that's what he was stating as uh, he who finds a, good, uh, finds a wife finds a good thing. So we know certain scriptures are mishandled, misread, misinterpreted 
to fit our fit our problems at that certain time. So we have to we have to read it intentionally uh, with effective study methods. Uh, and we like we broke down different uh, different things from the bad doctrine, uh, detoxing that bad doctrine. We talked about uh, strategies for uh, right practices and right study. Uh, we even talked about. Um, we well, we also discussed how some of the some of the, the practices we we study are based off the misinterpretation of certain things. So he used he, we talked about the when you say when you say the misinterpretation, you're talking about like the Western Westernized ideology. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, more okay. so the Westernized ideology because we we feel like it should fit our time and we will make it fit our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when certain some things like it shouldn't. Uh, we talked about him. Uh, well, he also, he's not saying don't read the Bible within a year. You know how some people want to read the Bible within a year. What are you going to get out of the Bible reading it in a year? You're just going to learn no scripture. Are you truly going to know the scripture? Or are you truly going to know the word? Because we're reading the Bible. Uh, I'm going to use his word words. We, we read the Bible as a, uh, as an instruction manual, mm-hmm. like putting something together. So we read the Bible to try to put our life together and you kind of get bored, sleepy. You're like, why do I get sleepy reading the Bible? That's why. Because we read it as an instruction manual. Like it, it only gives us direction when it's really, it's a life manual. Mm-hmm. It helps you to maintain life, not put it together. It helps you to maintain your life. And it's an ever flowing change. And that's why it seems like it changes every time you read. You can read the same scripture 25 times and you won't get the same thing out of it. Mm-hmm. Because you have to open yourself up in such a way that God actually speaks to you in that, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's normally what we do. Like we have to allow ourselves to let God interpret the message in us. So if we feed our spirit, we build our spirit, the interpretation will come out from the spirit. So people will be like, "Well, it's the are you studying the King?" It don't matter what version of the Bible you study because the version is just the different translations. One word they may have translated from a different word, but it all means the same thing. It's all God's word. Mm-hmm. Some they made in layman's terms, some it just how they spoke. King James Version was just about how they spoke in that time. Mm-hmm. Romeo's, Romeo and Juliet was, where art thou, Romeo? Right. So that's the reason you're hearing thou shout. That, that's, that's why that time has happened, where you have the Message Bible. <laughs> Robert Peterson will hit you with the, yo, don't kill. <laughs> and steady, thou shall not kill. It's like, hey, don't, don't kill. kill. Yeah, I love the message version. My wife <laughs> called it the ghetto version, but hey. I love it. <laughs> and the reason it's called the ghetto version because it's it's speaking to, when Robert Peterson wrote that, he was speaking to his, his congregation. He wasn't mm. writing it for everybody. He was writing mm. for his congregation. Like, hey, my congregation is all from the urban community. Let me write it for them to understand it. It's for the people who straight off the street, like, yo, I don't know what this means. Like, this is what it means. That's mm-hmm. why it. That's why when you read the Message Bible, it's not given to you one verse at a time. It's given to you four or five verses at a time. You'll see one through five. You're like, why? I can't figure out which, which verse goes with which because mm-hmm. that whole portion goes together. You want to make sure that you get the whole context mm-hmm. of the text so you won't be robbed of the text. 
Why do you think so many um, believers struggle with learning how to effectively study uh, their Bible? Because like you said, you you said a lot uh, and definitely shouts out to uh, Pastor uh, Darius Daniels. We definitely uh, can't wait to interview him um, to pick his brain a little bit more. But I know you've been in this class and this course where there's some like practical like um, um, suggestions or, or comments he gave on why people struggle so much to even understand the Bible the right way compared to breaking down scripture um in a way um to where it's it's not it's not form right wait repeat that again why do you think why do you think um it's a struggle for a lot of believers to understand how to effectively study their bible the right way if if i understand you correctly um dr daniels with this course uh bible intelligence he's trying to show people how to effectively in a sense study their word break down their word and understand how to study the word but i think this is this even before you know he came up with this uh this course this has been a struggle i would argue uh within the faith for a long time people like you say uh misusing scripture out of context and not really diving into the scripture the way they should to unpack it or us trying to justify the scripture because we want it to be a certain way <laughs> i'm just being honest now i've been guilty of that seriously i had to learn no nah, that's me trying to tailor the scripture because i want it to make sense because i want my agenda to be right my point to be right so why do you think that's just a struggle amongst believers um, just effectively learning how to study their Bible the right way and use things in right proper context? It's a struggle mainly because of the biblical intelligence. Uh, a lot of us are going by what we believe and that's it. Mm. So if it's passed down, like that's what we stick with. Like, so for instance, if you're, if your mom and dad was already on bad doctrine, that, they're going to teach you the bad doctrine. So when you go to church, you're going to still follow that bad doctrine. Mm. Um, and in turn, like it passed down and it goes further and further. So if, if we don't break that generational curse of, of the bad doctrine, we're going to keep flowing into that same, that same regimen. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep doing certain things. So that's why day one, we had to basically, uh, that's why it was called detox uh detox of bad doctrine mm -hmm. so he wanted to make sure basically break down or point out where the bad doctrine started why we have it and how to distinguish between the bad doctrine and the good doctrine so uh one thing he used was matthew 7 24 27 through 27 and he was saying how uh the word of god it's like the rock mm -hmm. It's unmovable. Mm -hmm. It don't change. It stays right there. No mm -hmm. matter the weather it goes, it stays right there. Whereas uh, life or bad doctrine is like sand. It changes over time. So when the weather changes, it changes. It moves around. So it, it can, so no matter what it is, nothing, nothing that it, well, basically like a rock, a rock don't change. So if you put it into something, it don't change its form to fit in. Mm -hmm. It just, this is how I am. You take me like this. Where it's saying it fits the mold of wherever you pour it into. That's how we had to, that's how we had to look at bad doctrine. Bad doctrine is like saying, so if you feel like, Hey, this is the time, uh, this, my Bible says like, for let's take, let's take your president for instance. He had mentioned a bad, he had mentioned doctrine and he, 
to try to fit him or something he addressed to for for it to reach our people so for it to reach the kingdom he had mentioned a bad doctrine and because it was mentioned and it saved the scripture he'll say a scripture and that's what the scripture reads but that's not what is interpreted as so he'll use the doctrine try to use it as sand when technically it's rock so if you actually need the understanding of the of the doctrine you would know hey he using that wrong see doctrine the, the word is not it is not, what's the word I want to say? It is not, um, it is not like checks mix. We mm -hmm. can't pick out what we want for it to fit certain matters. I can't go, oh, I want just that pretzel. Let me grab just that pretzel. No, it, it's called daily bread for a reason. Mm -hmm. It feeds you. It gives you that life. It, it's not something you can go picking. You can't be like, yo, I just wanted the I just want the yeast out of this. No, you gotta take this bread or nothing at all. So that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. Uh, and we also have to we gotta always remember the the Bible. There's two different forms. So you you'll say that uh, Jesus Jesus was more so the the uh, the representation. So God poured Himself and to himself to give, to win us over to himself. Remember, mm -hmm. we learned that from Pastor uh, Ari Vernon. So mm -hmm. when, we read, when we read the Bible, we have to look at the Bible as we look at Jesus. The Bible and Jesus are the same. They are one and the same. They are mm -hmm. logos. Logos basically is the written word. Jesus is basically the word manifests into human form. Mm -hmm. Whereas you got Rima, Rima is the spoken word. Right. So whereas, whereas you have the Bible and you have Jesus, Jesus is Logos who gave Rima. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason it forms. So that's why you say Jesus is the Bible in one because when Jesus was the living word, he was the written word, he also spoken the word. Right. So that's that we have to keep that in mind when reading the Bible and that gives us the doctrine. So many ways that we can, uh, that we can distinguish between the rock and the sand, the bad doctrine and the good doctrine. We also have to maintain that, uh, what we call uh, shape, what you call it shape, the spiritual gifts, health, ability, personality, and experiences. When, when you study most of us study to focus on those five things. Uh, and when you when we stop studying just for five things and start to study, study to address everything in our life, not just when we're going bad, the things that we're doing good, the things that we can work on. Because although, although we may be hurting in the area, that does not always mean that we're actually broken in that area. Right. Like you don't, you don't, you don't break a bone every time your leg hurt, but it, it hurts. That don't mean it's broken. So we can focus on the things that like, we are only just focus on just that part as if it's broken and start neglecting other areas because we we're, we're so topical in our thinking. So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a whole lot. Uh, that's why I take the class, join the mm -hmm. class. I mean, three payments of 175. Like you, you, you getting you getting a lot of uh, 
of stuff. Like they sending you a lot of eBooks and workbooks to work with. Uh, like he breaks it down so well, dude. Mm -hmm. Like I, how many, how many, how many, how many uh, sessions is it? Well, the class I took was the three three day class. Three day uh, class this okay. was, that was the free. Okay. Uh, the uh, the class is ninety days. Actually, okay. yeah, I think it's about like ninety days. Uh, could be a little bit longer, but I believe it's ninety days. And so they give you a syllabus and everything. So every four, yeah, ninety days. So every four weeks, you get a you get different information. So they send you a syllabus, and in the first four weeks, they send you the books for that week, and you do it at your own pace. Uh, so if you wake up early and it got live, it got videos. So he'll post it, send the videos and everything. So you'll do it at your own pace, study at your own pace. After those four weeks is up, they send you the other information for the next four weeks. Got you. So, I mean, like, uh, it's something that's necessary for, uh, I, th I, I believe it's necessary for all, um, everyone in the kingdom. Not only for, uh, not it's not only for pastors. So don't go thinking like, oh, it's a seminary. I don't, I'm not trying to preach. This is basically teaching you how to read the doctrine correctly, how to obtain biblical intelligence, uh, which is necessary. So you're not just listening to the word from somebody else. It's difficult to be like, yo, my pastor said this, like, but what have you interpreted from the word? Like, that means you're not really reading the word if you only listen just to your pastor because you, your pastor may be interpreting it wrong. Yeah, that's true. And I think too as well, like you but I I, I love the fact, man, you, you said a lot, man. Like I said, shouts out to uh, Dr. Darius Daniels. Um, we definitely can't wait to interview him. Um, but just in general, I think as a pastor, you have to do your due diligence and making sure you're continuing to study scripture, um, you know, on another level. And I think um, courses like this, sessions like this will just continue to help. So, yeah, we definitely appreciate you sharing that that uh, with a swab. I definitely uh, check it out for myself, too, as well. And anybody listening, um, I'm pretty sure you can go to drdariusdaniels.com to get this information on these sessions uh, for biblical intelligence. Um, or join edseminary.com. Okay. Or, or join that. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, check that out. So, listen, uh, before we get out of here, swab, we got to talk a little bit about... Um, Got a little talk a little bit about uh, Kanye's interview with Joe Rogan on Joe Rogan podcast. Did you get a chance to listen to any of it? No, I did not. Okay, I okay, did not. okay. I, I I have listened to some. I have not listened to it all, but I listened to about thirty of uh, you know about about I would say about twenty five to thirty minutes of it. Uh, the beginning of the interview that from what I heard, it was a a lot of meat within the interview. Of course, you know he came on, um, you know. First, talking about uh, he feel his calling is to be um, the leader of this free world. Um, he said he's got been having this calling um, since 2015. I believe he said um, that he should be um, the leader of this free world. Um, so he's going to continue to um, try to go after that. So, of course, we know he's not going to um, be able to win uh, this uh, election currently, but maybe in another four years, uh, maybe we'll see a full campaign from Kanye West. Um, but yeah, he went, he went in on just showing, telling that God had called him to do it. Um, he's been telling him to do it for a long time. He was reserved and scared about it because he didn't know how people were going to react to it. But you know, he, he said he's moving past that. He also shared, man, uh, what I thought was really big, um, uh, his transition and his call that God had told him 
and had been telling him for years to change his music to, yeah, he's sticking to this swab that he's really only going to do gospel music going forward for the rest of his career. He's not going back to ever doing mainstream music that does not show um, the love of Christ, does not exemplify Christ's love. And, you know, with all the negative comments, you know, derogatory comments towards women and not empowering people. So, yeah, I thought that was huge. You know, we had heard him say it in a tweet wow. before, but he did say it in the interview. No, he's he's gonna retire doing gospel music. This is what he, this is where he's at right now. Um, I just I don't think he should. What I think he, if if he takes, if, I mean, if this is a route he takes, stay mainstream and do it. Oh, absolutely. I, stay mainstream. Well, well, it's Kanye. I don't think he could ever not still be mainstream. Like if he was like to perform. True. At a, at, at a stellar awards or a Dove Awards. Come on, man. Everybody's watching it. It's Kanye West. And, Speaking and, of Dove Awards with Kanye yeah, West. Go ahead. Man, was he, he was nominated for two awards, two Dove Awards. He won one, too. Yes, so he was nominated. The man was nominated for uh, hip-hop album of the year mm -hmm. and hip-hop song uh, of the year. Mm -hmm. He lost the album of the year to uh, Social Club, uh -huh. uh, but he won uh, the song of the year. Mm-hmm which was um, for uh, Follow God. Okay. So uh, he won that. He ended up beating out Andy Mineo. Um, he, end, he beat out uh, KB. Uh, he beat out uh, Lecrae and Social Club. Okay. For okay. that, so. Man, shouts out to KB, man. That KB's latest project is tough. That's that's man. I've I've been I've been in the zone right now, man. Listening yeah. to it, I've been yeah. at least like the last three weeks. So if yeah. you haven't heard uh, KB's latest installment, man, definitely go out, man, and listen to that that project. That project is fire, man. But yeah, back to Kanye, man. Like I say, um, I'm definitely uh, I'm gonna finish watching the entire interview. Um, yeah, he he he's just trying, man. Listen, everything he spoke about was seeing it from God's lens and making sure he's in order with God before he moved to do anything. And of course, the, the one of the biggest things he talked about is he wanted to buy Sony. I believe it was Sony Records. Yeah, I believe it was Sony Records. He wants to purchase Sony, and he he referenced that hey, you know, Sony's only worth thirty three billion dollars. That's nothing to me. <laughs> he's built a, a billion dollar industry within his clothing line um, and, and his music and stuff. He said he's not really focused on it first. Remember he put the tweet out saying he wants to buy his masters. I think uh, now he's not even on that. Now he's looking to buy a whole label. So um, if anybody could do wow. it. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Michael Jackson actually bought his masters from Sony. Did he? Prince did as well. Yeah, I know Prince did. Yeah, I, I do remember Michael Jackson. Um, Kanye, uh, yeah, so definitely, uh, so yeah, definitely, uh, that would be huge, man. Um, um, if Kanye was able to pull off uh, buying that record label, uh, record company, rather, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it locked for that. Just want to make sure, um, I'm fact checking that, making sure that was Sony, I believe it was Sony because, yeah, I don't believe it was, but it, it was basically a major record label, forgive me, Universal, yeah, still, like a and yeah. if, if Universal, you guys don't music. know. Universal uh, actually has a lot of the mainstream artists who fall under it. Uh, mm -hmm. um, under Universal, you have um, so many different people and record labels that they start to intertwine in a sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, they start to intertwine and you won't even know it. Uh, you have Interscope, mm -hmm. uh, Cash Money, 
You got, uh, if you got Interscope, that means you got G-Unit. That means you mm -hmm. got Aftermath with Dr. Dre. Right. Uh, you also got, what else fall under there? Well, Young Money, because Cash Money and Young Money. Mm -hmm. uh, you have so many other labels under there. And a lot of people don't know, like, they have some deals, like distribution deals. So it's not just record label, like it's some distribution where you you're in you're independent, but they're the ones paying for the distribution of your albums and stuff. So I mean it's that's a that's something big. Yeah, because he was talking about the balance of power between the artist and the label. So that's why he brought up, you know, yeah, I, I want I, I want to shift that, you know, what if the artist had the power? What if the artists actually own labels? Um, with that, they would actually own the music industry, and that's what Kanye's on. Kanye's on. Nah, we need yeah, to shift his power. Um, and he, yeah, like I say, he he said, you know, he's looking to do it. They're only a thirty-three billion dollar company, as he just softly put it. I love the way he put it. He's like, they're only a thirty-three billion dollar uh, company. <laughs> like, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> real soft. I love it, man. I can't hey, wait I mean, till I get got, to a level like that. <laughs> and also, like. Again, when we spoke about he who finds a good wife finds a good thing, we granted we may get upset that you know he married to Kim Kardashian and why why blah, blah, why are we blah. upset? Hey, I hey a lot of people are upset about it. You, you know he he talked about it in one of his song Gold Digger. You know once mm -hmm. you get on you leave your, he leave you for a white girl. I mean you did that. You did you you <laughs> you were engaged to a, to a nice beautiful black woman and you know you you went that way. But hey, you talked about your own self, mm -hmm. but. Right. You can't say she didn't look out for this man. He, a lot of you guys don't know, he had put so much into his um, fashion uh, at first and gap. And in doing so, he started to lose a lot. He had, oh, like 50, 50 million. Yeah, he talked about that, he, how he was yeah. in debt. Yeah, about 40. He was in debt. And because she had it, she said, hey, you not in debt. We in debt. Let's pay this up. She paid it up. Made sure we got together. Boom. Now you're worth a billion. Yeah. Which that's how it should be within a marriage anyway. That I don't know why a lot of marriages struggle like that. That's when it say he who yeah. finds a good wife finds a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we appreciate y'all rocking with us today, man. I appreciate it. Another hot show, man. We we sure appreciate y'all rocking with us. Listen, we got some giveaways coming up this upcoming week. Follow us on Instagram at defix underscore radio. That's D-A-F-I-X-X -X underscore radio. Uh, I think we're going to do a Spotify giveaway. So um, definitely follow us for that. Um, for the Spotify challenges. Artists, if you want your music played on our show, email us your music. Me and Suave are going through music uh, this upcoming week, so we actually going to have a lot of new music starting to feature on here. Listen, submit your music. The Fix Radio Show at Gmail. That's D-A-F-I-X-X -X Radio Show at gmail.com. Submit your music's Artists who are poets, submit your pieces. We're actually about to launch our spoken word piece. Um, we've been sitting on it for a while. Um, Tierra Kali will be back next week, so we'll definitely uh, have her intro it. So that'd yeah, be that, our, that'd be our poetic curator. Absolutely, absolutely. T is our poetic curator. So yeah, we're definitely going to start our poet uh, segment. So for any poets out there, uh, definitely send us an MP3 file, not a WAV file. MP3 file, please. Uh, so record your stuff. Email it to thefixradioshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at The Fix Radio Show. That's D-A-F-I-X-X -X Radio Show. 
follow us also on Twitter at the Fix Radio Show. Listen, we got a lot Wait, of stuff. Hold on, no, hold on. Before you do that, make sure y'all go to our YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stop playing. Don't just like us, man. You subscribe. Hit that bell so you can get them notifications every time we upload a new video, man. We're trying to get our numbers up. Man, go to that YouTube Come channel. On. Y'all been talking for the longest. Y'all wanted to see these interviews live, man. So listen, go to our YouTube channel. We got tons of content on there. It's probably well over 30 interviews on there, minimum. At least 30 And we're building up our website. So we really need y'all to get to that YouTube channel. Yes, definitely. And it's going to, I'm actually, we're actually going to do a, um, uh, giveaway for our uh, website once it's done and we launch our website we're going to do a giveaway on that too as well listen it's getting close to the holiday season we're going to start blessing the people more and more so follow us on our social medias for all the giveaways if you want to sponsor a giveaway email us at the fix radio show at gmail.com artists if we got these service packs over here stop playing y'all already know we connected coalition kingdom djs we can get your music out in front of the masses not just in cleveland ohio you can be in houston california atlanta florida chicago all over so if you want you want us to uh, get behind one of y'all singles get with us email us right now service packs are up we can get your music out in front of the masses we have uh connections with everybody from title to spotify uh youtube uh itunes you know the, the whole works so yeah we got service coalition packs got the city on lock you already know coalition got skit city on lock <laughs> so yeah definitely artists get at us man you definitely got to invest into your craft these service packs are tailor-made for you as an artist and they're not that pricey but they are reasonable to get your music out um so invest in your craft listen wait so anybody and if you want to just sponsor the show Please, if you want to, if you want to sponsor the show, uh, we area a uh, commercial regarding you know your product, your services. Hit us up, the fix underscore radio. Uh, you can hit us up on uh, our email, mm-hmm. the fix radio, radio show, show. Mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we send you a good old sir. We send you a good old media kit so you know more about the show. You'll see how our numbers are, and you can see how our prices are. Shoot us some emails. I got you. I got you. And don't sleep on us because our numbers are up. I don't know if y'all paying attention, but our numbers are up not only on social media platforms, but worldwide. We we have, uh, listen, the numbers is up. Don't sleep on us. <laughs> Remember, Don't stay sleep. focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. in. Yes, we out. I was good with it, baby. It's your boy, Kujo Man Man, out of Louisiana. You are now locked in with Coalition Kingdom DJs. Man, y'all know Coalition got to sit on lock, man. Quit playing. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they seek? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree but if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek so tell me whose face do they seek the fix is in.